Episode, what episode is this? 184. Jesus, episode 184, Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, we about to go in. How you been, Josh? I'm cooling, man. I'm cooling, you know. Um, I'm proud of my city. Uh, the fucking <laughs> Nazis tried to like march on this joint the other night. And yeah, yeah. Philly was like, no, nah, fuck out of here. Nope. Yeah, some group of, uh, I don't even know. We don't even acknowledge these niggas' names, whatever. Nah. Goofy fucking. Uh, Stormfront motherfuckers yeah. or some shit like that. The fucking, uh, whatever y'all niggas calling yourselves, you know what I mean? The League of Racists, whatever. Yeah. They, these niggas came, showed up in a fucking best, like Best Buy employee fits <laughs> matching fucking khakis like goofballs and masks on and yeah they tried to march in our fair city and i i you know what's crazy about it i saw so many demographics of philadelphians knocking mm-hmm. these niggas out <laughs> on instagram they apparently they were all over the city like moving around they had trucks yeah. and shit they were moving around but when they clashed in, in Center City, when, like, niggas really, like, got up on them and, and got them the fuck out of here, I saw so many people, you know, I saw some, like, South Philly Italians, I saw some motherfuckers that looked like some some North Philly niggas, I saw, you know, some, like, queer folks out there, and they was, they was really, like, it was a, a shared group effort in getting these people the fuck out of here. And, and it's crazy, because usually this kind of thing happens... And we get some kind of forewarning. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, personally yeah. didn't know anything about this. You know what I mean, and why they were here. I wonder if they didn't have like a permit. Normally, they these dudes like they'll get a permit, and you got to be like, oh well, they have a permit. You got to respect yeah. the fact that they can be out there. But um, I think they just like <laughs> showed, like thought they was going to show up. Like they thought they was going to do like the shit in Charlottesville, and the shit was going to roll off. Like that mm-hmm. wasn't going to happen in Philly, dog. Like nope. that just wasn't going to go down like that. Not at all. Not at all. You know what I mean? They, that shit. I got. I, I first read about it the next day. And, like, I didn't read anything about, like, people, like, fighting back. Originally, it was just like, yeah, they were down there marching. And then, like, all of a sudden, the videos started popping up of, like, folks mm-hmm. swinging on them and shit like that. So, yeah. I'm proud of my city, man. Philly yeah, don't. Yeah. Like, we don't play that shit, dog. Like, it's, like, of this all ain't places. the city to try that shit. Yeah, this ain't the of city to places. try that, that shit. You gonna go here. Don't go here. Don't go to Detroit. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't go to Chicago. There's certain places you know what I mean? You got to come with humility and respect. And these motherfuckers are coming with like some extra shit, some added white supremacy shit. Like, nah, yeah, get yeah. out of here. Get that the shit fuck out of here. Fly here yeah. That yeah, shit they was not going Literally got chased down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they had their little goofy, little goofy riot shields and shit and was still getting pieced up. Yeah, yeah. They, Crazy. This ain't the city for that shit, man. But um, no, I mean, like, you know, it was, uh, I mean, technically, I guess a, ho- a holiday weekend, like, you know, I don't really, you know, yeah. but, uh, you know, I had, I, like, I, I shot down DC, so, um, my homie down there, Word. um, checked out a little comedy show down there, like, starting to, like, roll out back into the world a little bit, 
Um, then like was working on a, a little project with uh, the homie Doogie. Um, shout out to him. Vinyl yeah, Tap yeah. is back. Shout out um, so was there and got to like, and it, it, it was nice, man, because like got to see a bunch of folks I ain't seen in a while. Um, especially because mm. of like COVID and all that, but just like just in general, like just even before like the COVID situation, like really hadn't been like like out to parties like that, and so got to see a bunch of folks just like oh man I ain't seen this person in a while and like it was dope man got to see the homie uh, roll gold and aura and of yeah. course get to hang out with the homie douche. It's a pretty good weekend, man. Like I can't complain. Nice. Can't nice. complain at all. We we didn't do shit. Like <laughs> we y'all um, even hit up a barbecue or nothing yesterday? No, no barbecues. Um, and Liz is usually the one who wants to be like out and in the mm-hmm. mix and shit. And I'm usually like, I want to fall back, um, because I'm old and washed. But <laughs> like, we cooked. You know, we got like the deck sitting right yeah, out yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? And it's like our view. We're not super high up, but like our like view of the skyline is like beautiful. Like it's like yeah. big clouds and sun right here, right now. And it was, you know, the the weather was nice yesterday outside that little rain spell we had. But um, yeah, yo, we we legit like she made like sangria, and we sat out on the on the porch and ate food. She made potato salad, which was oh, fucking immaculate. I told her um. That that she executed perfect potato salad, and in, in that way she like leveled up in like her black lady <laughs> credentials because like she she hit her mom up and got her mom's recipe. Ah, and, okay. You know she made like uh, the potato salad. And we she made, put like, no raisins or nothing. No, no raisins. Like that, you know what I'm <laughs> no dog. I I feel like I t- I told this story on the podcast one time. Her sister lived like in the burbs, burbs. Mm-hmm. Like you got to drive like. 40 minutes to an hour outside of Philly to live in, uh, to go to her sister's So, like, in crib. another state or something like that? Essentially? Essentially, like, yeah. yeah. And, like, um, we we went out there uh, for a cookout one time, and, like, they, all their neighbors is white. Dog, this lady came with, like, a pasta salad. That shit had, like, fruit. And like bacon, it had like she had fried little bacon bits and threw like bacon in that bitch, and she like offered it to me, dog. My face, I made the craziest face. And you know, I'm usually like a polite person. Yeah, yeah. I made yeah. the the breeziest face looking at that shit when she tried to offer it to. Hey, what's up with this pasta salad? That shit was gross. List did infinitely better than that yeah. shit, and like we really, yeah, we really just. Sat out on the deck and we chilled and then, you know, pop in and out of the crib, um, you know, from the deck into the apartment yeah. and like watch movies and shit. We ain't really do nothing. We just chill. And then uh, at night, because Liz likes like the fireworks. So we sat out on the deck and like it's like watch boom, the fireworks. Boom, mad colors all around and shit. And then we had a few and was shooting them off and shit. But we, yeah. yeah, outside of that, we ain't really do nothing. Yeah, last night, dog, like, you would have thought my dogs was like Vietnam vets or something like that. Oh, they was shit. they, but like so my bigger dog, my dog Prince, the older one, he he's never liked that shit. Like he's hated mm-hmm. it from the beginning. The puppy, this is his first. He was born like I think in that toward the end of July last year. So I don't think he's like really got the fireworks shit. We got him in like September. So 
he never really got the firework thing. So this was the first time. Like we like they've set off some fireworks. You know, they be setting them joints off randomly anyway. Yeah. But this is the first like big like firework shit that they was doing. And like there's a park near my house where I walk them at normally. And like they be in there just setting the fireworks off. And dog, mm. the, they was bugging last night. Like Jesus. just chase just running back and forth the whole night. Like um, Prince won't even let me walk him when they setting off fireworks. Oh, wow. Like, you he take him outside. Him. He just, do, like, I took him outside and I tried to, like, last night late, I was like, I just want to get him outside to at least pee because he ain't been out since, like, 530. Mm. So I'm like, I want him to at least get some pee out and, like, he can get walked in the morning. He'll hold it. He's good like that. He'll hold his, uh, you know, the number two or whatever. But I was like, just get some pee. Just, you know, take a quick piss or something. Dog, we walked outside. As soon as we got out there, one big jump went off and bang. Mm. He hauled ass right back to the fucking door and was like, I was like trying to pull him to get him to come out. He just wouldn't go, dog. He wouldn't move from the door. So I had to let him back in the crib. And like, he was good. I mean, he held it to the morning, but like, yeah, they was not, they was not having it. The puppy is not as bad, but like, I think a big thing for him is like, it, he didn't know what the fuck was going on. He just kept right. hearing these bang loud noises and shit. He don't know what the fuck's happening. Yeah. They don't know. Nah. So they, they, oh, they was, they was going through some shit. They was like, they had PTSD or something. They was fucked up out here. Um, but you know, hopefully we don't get no crazy shit tonight. Cause you know, it's still technically like a holiday day and shit. So mm. a lot of folks still off. I'm hoping we don't get no crazy shit tonight. Cause I don't want to deal with that shit again. Like yeah. I gotta get, I got up like super early this morning to make sure I walked them again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, motherfuckers have been going crazy with uh, the fireworks, and I, you know, maybe I'm mistaken. It feels like here it's been like even iller than it was, mm -hmm. you know, when we were kids or whatever. I oh, legit, 100, like a hundred percent. I don't think there's no doubt in that. Yeah, like I, it seems like a lot more. You know what I mean? Or uh -huh. like. There's a block. Uh, our house is a corner house, and there's like, um, uh, fuck, uh, Master is right there next to us, and right on Master, there's like uh, this little house. Um, <laughs> we were sitting out, and I saw two of our neighbors walking out with armfuls of these big boxes of fireworks. <laughs> It was just it was two people just walking out with carrying mm -hmm. these big armfuls of firecrackers. I was like, damn, y'all about to get busy tonight. And they, they did like all night. I went to sleep probably I, I wanna say around three, but I know at two thirty in the morning, because I remember I was on Twitter. I'm just like uh -huh. laid up and I'm on Twitter and somebody tweeted, uh, what time did the fireworks start in your neighborhood? And I read that shit and heard a boom, boom. <laughs> like, so, I was like, well, still, it's still happening. Yeah, it's still and happening. That was definitely like 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Um, I went to bed fairly early. You know, like mid, like a little after midnight. It was still going on when I went to bed. Um, and uh, somebody told me that around, I think my son was saying, the day was still doing that shit when he got home last night at like two something. Mm. So like, yeah, they was going at least decently into the night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was, you know, 
I'm I'm not a big firework person. Like I really couldn't care less about fireworks, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I like like yo, if they do a good joint, like I'm like, oh yo, that's dope. Like you know, certain shit like you see like dragons or some shit in the air, some shit yeah, like yeah. that. I'm like, yo, that's pretty dope. Little but like just some, move around and shit. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But like just regular, like first of all, a bunch of a bunch of folks just will fucking let off like M80s or some shit, and it's like. Right. <laughs> That ain't really a firework, dog. Right. That's just like a quarter stick of dynamite. Like some loud you know ass mean? boom. Yeah, like that, you know, that's just loud. Like, you know, yeah. I'm not even getting a visual show from that. Right. But yeah, I'm not like the biggest uh uh firework dude, but like, you know, if the show's good, I'll watch. But like I took I remember last year, uh my kids was over, the girls were over for um the fourth. And like I said, they'd be letting this shit off in the park. So I took the, I took my youngest. My oldest didn't give a shit. Mm. But uh, my youngest daughter, though, she wanted to see him. So we were, like, over in the park watching the uh, fireworks then. And, like, you know, she liked it. So whatever. Like, you know what I mean? If people enjoy it, like you said, Liz enjoys it. So, yeah, you know, be all in to watch, you know, to, to, you know, support my partner for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, you know, I don't have, uh, I like shared human experiences as long as they're not, yeah. you know, uh, overtly racist, which the Fourth of July is anyway. But yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, I don't have no problem with it. But yeah, I, my my heart goes out to the people that are like triggered by the shit. You yeah, know what I mean, absolutely. I was even I was thinking about it. Um, I had real crazy ear issues when we were in like our twenties. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. I remember you had like vertigo and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, it was it was real crazy and like I couldn't yeah like I couldn't get on the subway. You know, I felt like I was like dying if I got on the subway. It was real yeah. crazy. Even like the sound of like hands clapping in the same room with me would cause Fuck pain. You, you know what I'm saying? But like that issue got resolved. But I was thinking about it. I was like, yo, I wouldn't be able to sit outside. How these booms are happening? Like, you know how loud noise make your eyes blink? Like involuntarily. Yeah. A boom hit, um, I want to say. Uh, west of our house, this loud fucking boom, boom, and it made my eyes like flicker. The shit was so loud. That would have like been crazy if I still had that ear issue. Oh you know yeah, what I mean? for real. And so it's, I, my heart goes out to the people. I feel like sometimes folks put um, our own. We put our own desire for a good time over other people's, you know, well being yeah. and shit. But like. Yeah, it's a lot of motherfuckers that this shit is intolerable. Yeah, for real. Um, when you was talking about like the issue we're having with your ear, like, did you ever think about like if we was alive like a hundred years ago, like they probably would have just like gave you like cocaine and told you like, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you got like an evil coke, spirit man. in your ear, like <laughs> sniff this coke, it'll get it out, like some shit, like or it'd be like, yeah, you know. What we need to do is like put leeches on your ear to suck right. the evil spirits out of your blood or some shit like that. Like it's, it's crazy because uh, because of racism, I probably wouldn't even have gotten that treatment. Yeah, exactly, I would have had to go to somebody <laughs> black who like did like the hoodoo and shit back in the day. You know what I mean? Like she probably would have worked better. Yeah, you know what I mean. I wouldn't <laughs> even have gotten like the bullshit Western medicine at the time that was just cocaine and leeches. Yeah, you probably would have got like some like. 
uh, turmeric or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. That they gave you to like Hit rub me with an ear herb or and shit. Like, yo, rub yeah, this herb and, in your ear, dog. And it, but yeah. then years later, they find out that that's like that's the stuff pharmaceuticals put in ear medicine. Yeah. You know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. that shit. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> fuck that shit. I'm glad it's, it was it was fluid. It was fluid on my ears from mm-hmm. like. Um, exposure to loud sounds and shit. Like I played in yeah. the band at the time, went to shows, crazy stood right next to the fucking speaker yep. at a show, yeah. and and fluid had built up in my inner ear. Uh, so that's what was fucking it up. But yeah, I took like Sudafed one day, and my ears it have been flawless out. since then. Yeah, I thought up. I was yeah. going deaf. Yo, it's just, it, I remember we talked about it on a podcast that joint, um, Sound of Metal, that movie Sound of Metal. Yeah, dog. Watching somebody go deaf, like my my ears, like my ears have like I remember when I was in high school, they told me my ears were like starting to like go and shit. You know what I mean? Like my hearing was already like starting to lower and shit. Yeah, and <clears throat> like I, I, it's okay now, but there is times like if the TV's on or there's like other ambient noise around me. Mm. If you're not like look, if I'm not looking at you as you speak to me, I I don't hear everything you're saying. I think part of it's like I'm I'm re- like watching you talk and like picking up words from like your your mouth actually, yeah, and then putting it all together in my head as I'm doing it to then respond to you. If there's ambient noise, I have the worst time hearing. You know? Yeah, it'll drown it out. Yeah, like I that's why I hate like really loud bars. Or shit like that. Like I really like I, because I don't want to sit there and try and handle a conversation with somebody because I'm like missing every other word you're saying to me. Mm. So I, yeah, I don't love like really loud like venues unless I'm there for music. Like if I'm there for music, then that's cool, right? You know what I mean. But like if someone's like, "Yo, let's go to this bar, and watch the game, and like talk," and I'm like, I don't want to be in a bar that's playing music and doing this and that because like it, it really fucks up my hearing. Yeah. Can't even hear shit. You know. I do love like that environment, but like that loud noise shit while I'm trying to like talk to somebody is is dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think we start uh, talking about like our stories for the week. Um, so I was reading. Apparently, uh, there's a huge thing on TikTok of like showing like samples, like mm-hmm. uh, to like Gen Z showing how sampling works. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And like I didn't realize it's a huge thing. I ended up like falling into like a deep TikTok hole of mm-hmm. just watching people do this shit. Yeah, I, even Serato um, has kind of jumped on board with that. Like they have young mm-hmm. DJs just doing that. Like they'll have Serato gear set up, and yep. they'll just like live. You know, dis- I don't want to say flip a sample, but they'll display how yes. a sample was flipped. Is is definitely a thing. Yeah, um, I think it's dope in the sense that like it's probably teaching a bunch of young people who are going to become producers because of it. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, I know like we grew up when sampling obviously was like a like in its prime essentially. Yeah, Everything but then like was we sample. Yeah, but then we transitioned into a time of like yo sampling is whack, and you know let's play keys terribly i'm not saying names um <laughs> yeah. let's play keys very poorly yeah. for every beat um and then we transitioned back with like when kanye really took off and like the, when the blueprint took off 
like the it was like yo sampling's back mm-hmm. like you know what i mean literally dudes were like trying to buy record collections yes when the blueprint yes. came out straight up yes um and like and then everything went back to sampling um because there was like a weird time like right before like sampling became kind of like kind of fell out of vogue there was a thing of like sample tv shows like people were sampling night rider they were oh, sampling God. yeah uh the, <laughs> night court um, like yeah night court monday night football joint yeah. like you know what i mean Mace, welcome back yeah 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 it became like a very like yo sample tv shows um, oh man yeah and it's because what happens is it's like one thing, like one person does it, and right. then like everybody, everybody does it. it. Like with um, um, everybody wanted uh, like the um, the kind of like children's song kind of sample yes. after uh, hard, hard knock, knock life. life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It became so that like that kind of falls into those things. So I do dig that like people are learning these things and like going like oh wow like these songs come from these other places. I also love the fact that how it shows like there's a lot of work involved when you're flipping a sample. Like yeah. I know like the like critics of sampling um especially like folks outside of the the culture you know they would see like Puffy or like the uh the Hitman like there was a lot of joints that were just like flips. Mm-hmm. Like they literally just looped shit just that, that were yeah. like 80s hits. But like you listen to some stuff, like folks is really chopping shit up. Like yeah. real technicians is chopping samples up. Yeah. Um, and it also points to something because there's a thing like there's essentially like sample snitching that like it is very, you know, not kosher to be like, yo, this is where they got that beat from. This <laughs> yeah. is where they got that beat from. Yeah. So I didn't see anything that was like so egregious when I was like flipping through videos. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't somebody that was like, "Yo, I don't." They 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 getting you know getting shit stole because and, and some shit could come back and hurt them and like eat somebody's royalties or some shit. It's a lot of like pretty famous joints that we know like our samples probably known to be cleared or you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Because like that is a fine line. You could like snitch on somebody's sample and get somebody's money taken Dog, like crazy. Real shit and like. I'm definitely editing this out. You know. And also, like, there's times where it's like you don't know that they didn't pay for that. You don't like, know people you know ain't I mean? clear shit. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And see, when, because um, I was I was talking about this with cats on Twitter, um, you know, these TikToks and these, like, Instagram videos of, like, samples and how young people are genuinely surprised and, like, in, like, a state of wonder and awe that, like, these songs that they love and know came from something else. And yeah. a lot of, you know, God bless them, but, like, a lot of the older DJs and a, a lot of older heads were kind of like, <laughs> you you guys didn't know that Kanye West sampled such and such, or y'all didn't know that was a Neptune's, it, it was a sample. I, one, I hate, you know, grandstanding. I hate uh, condescension. But also, that's how motherfuckers learn. That's yes, how motherfuckers exactly. learn. My older brother, God bless him, I talk about it all the time on this show. He introduced me to this shit mm-hmm. as far as sampling and stuff. And like my man Tehran, shout out to Tehran. When we were in fifth grade, I remember Tehran, I never forget this shit. He said, uh, 
I can't even remember the full sentence, but uh, he said something, something, something. Big Daddy Kane sampled the Blind Alley break by the yeah. emotions. I was like, what is a Blind Alley? I didn't know what he was talking <laughs> about. And mind you, he's Tarama's probably like 11. Then, you know yeah, what I'm I mean? saying? Yeah, he's talking about like, yeah, 10, 11 years old. He knowing breaks and shit because he had older cousins, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. He had older cousins that put him on the shit. So a lot of young people don't have hip-hop in their neighborhoods like we did they didn't have older people to teach them stuff their hip-hop exists on the internet which is fine but the internet has to keep teaching them if that's the case some fucking kid in iowa who loves this shit but don't know about it and don't have nothing around him to educate him on it how the fuck is he gonna learn samples the goddamn internet (laughs) you know what i'm saying so I, i saw a lot of older cats kind of um and we talk about this a lot like the generational shit a lot of the older cats were kind of like i knew that already y'all y'all ain't know that that's not the that's not your your place as an elder your place as an elder is to teach and encourage the acquisition of knowledge you know what i'm saying and be enthusiastic that they learning not you know oh i i already knew that nigga you old of course you knew that you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I fight that impulse myself because you on Twitter, a lot of young motherfuckers on Twitter think they know more than you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, they, absolutely. They 20 years younger or whatever. But, you know, whatever. That's that's like the nature of being young. I thought I knew more than every older person when I was, I was a, you, you remember me as a kid. <laughs> I was a motherfucking yeah. know-it-all and didn't know shit. So, you know, as older people in this culture, in my opinion, our place is to encourage knowledge and to not lord our knowledge over younger people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, motherfuckers make a TikToks and a motherfucker who you know needs to know or needs to be explained that Puff Daddy sampled David Bowie. Fuck yeah! What else are we gonna do? Have not they never learn it? And they, yeah. you know what I mean? And they just think that, you know, the, this music came out of nowhere. Like, nah, this shit is teaching people history. Yeah, Like, one of my favorite things is when I hear something and I can be like, oh, I know that sample without, like, having to look it up or anything. Just, like, hear it and be like, oh, I know that sample. I know where they got that from. I could just peep that, like, oh, they changed it just a little bit here or there. And, like... If you don't understand, like, that's because I understand the art of sampling and I understand how that shit works. Like, how do you expect these kids to understand that shit if they don't get taught it? Like, you don't just like this shit is if you respect the art of sampling, you understand it's a difficult thing to do. It is not an easy just like, hey, just loop everything, blah, 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 blah. So. If you respect the art, then you understand that, like, yo, it's like any other art. Like, people just don't know it off the top of their hand. Like, you know what I mean? People just don't know it. So you have to teach folks. And, like, so if they're learning through TikTok, like, you know, TikTok is a wonderful tool for people to learn a whole lot of shit. Like, there's whole waves on TikTok of, like, you know, mental health TikTok Mm -hmm. and shit like that. Like, there's whole waves on there. And if, you know, uh, uh, showing how sampling is done is a wave on there which it apparently is that's what's up because like all you're gonna do like if the next kanye we get the next kanye because they learned fucking uh sampling on tiktok fucking that's awesome right 
Right. Who's yeah? You know what I mean, I don't have no problem with this, and I understand. You know, young niggas be saying dickhead shit, so like the uh, older folks be kind of like. There's always a tension between generations, but I I don't appreciate that impulse to like lord knowledge over younger people. Motherfuckers gotta learn. You know what I'm yeah, saying? This it, shit, you know, it ain't hurting nobody unless some niggas get sued. Then <laughs> then it's hurting somebody. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I but mean. But like the next the next Mad Lib or the next Dilla or the next Alchemist is watching TikTok. Like, that's where they get shit from. You know what I mean? That's where they learn from. So, like, they're watching TikTok and if they're learning, like, oh, that's how you sample? And they get on their own shit and start sampling and making shit. Like, in 10 years, you're going to be like, thanks, TikTok, for right. you made the next, you know, this dude who's fucking amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, motherfuckers used to complain about ultimate breaks and beats and, like, the compilations mm-hmm. where they would put all the samples that, you know people used to use motherfuckers used to complain about that shit you know what i mean it's sharing knowledge i understand that there are limits to it and they're problem you know uh problematic uh issues with it you know what i mean mainly some people can get sued and all of that but generally yeah like young people discovering that you know where this music comes from we beat them up all day about not having no knowledge of the culture and not having no knowledge about the history. Now they creating avenues to which they can teach each other and we don't like that either. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do? Sometimes, man, folks can't win, dog. Simple and plain. 100%. Um, Speaking of history, uh, so a new documentary dropped. We talked about this uh, when the trailer dropped. But Questlove... Philly Zone. Yeah. Um, uh, Hulu um, acquired his his award-winning documentary, Summer of Soul. Um, It dropped this weekend, and it is outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love music documentaries. This shit, uh, yeah, it's exceptional. Um, For folks who don't know, in the summer of 1969, uh, there was a concert, uh, Harlem Cultural Festival, I, I believe it was yes, called. Yes, I think that's what it's called, Harlem but, Cultural um, Festival. Which, there's a whole other story of how, you know, there was a whole bunch of shit like that happening around the country. And, you know, long story short, black people was tearing up a lot of these cities in the yeah. mid to late 60s. Righteously. Yeah, you know what I mean? So there was a lot of... Uh, programming and and funds pumped into creating you know cultural events and infrastructure that's a whole other thing but um they hosted this uh big concert in the park in harlem and the footage the concert was recorded it was filmed and excuse me the footage apparently sat in a basement for like 30 years and Questlove and his team um got it and made this film out of it and it is fucking gorgeous dog nina simone's in it um ray barreto um uh, mongo santa maria fucking uh the fifth dimension stevie wonder (laughs) you know what i mean like slide slide the family stone Stone. you know anybody that you would they they dubbed it the black woodstock you know for a reason um and it's ill that the storytelling is ill how they um talked about you know harlem's cultural history but then i i I 
I enjoyed how they connected the experience of like the diaspora too. They talk yes. about like the Afro Latin connection with the Black American connection and the continental African connection. It was it was really is top to bottom a thorough thorough documentary. I couldn't recommend it any higher. I love that it starts off uh, with the brother who was an attendee of the festival. Yeah, yeah, and like he. Quest, you like you can hear Quest off camera talking and like saying like, "Yo, like do you, do you remember this?" And he puts on the footage, and like you can see his eyes get really big, mm-hmm. and like almost see his heart like mm-hmm. like the Grinch John where like your heart grows yeah. five times sizes that day. Like you can see him like he, legit he, getting excited. Yeah, he he was like nine or ten when he went or something. Yeah, shit. he was a young bull. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like um you know spoiler or whatever, but like at the end he's just like. I just I'm just happy that I know it wasn't like a dream or something mm-hmm. like that. Like it's real. It was real. And <laughs> it's so like the ho the dude who was the host was so good. Like who was the host of the of actual the festival. festival. Yeah. Yeah. So and like he had like outfit changes and shit. Like it was right. so good, man. Killing it. <laughs> it and like they they get in touch with like um uh, at least somebody from like each act that was up there mm-hmm. and like they're talking. Yeah, and Stevie Wonder in this joint. Like, yeah. like 2020 Stevie Wonder. 2020, whenever they and, filmed that talking head. Yeah. And like you have these people just like telling their stories and talking about how what the experience was. And for this to be lost for such a long time. And like they talk about this and it's true of like black erasure of like. It, the guy who like put on like who who shot it or whatever was like I tried to sell this mm-hmm. and like nobody was like nobody wanted black artists like they didn't care about this yeah yeah and it's it's so crazy to me because like you go back and watch it and like they're all legends and like legends across the board not like oh they're legends in like the black community or the latinx community like fucking legends like stevie wonder is an out and out musical legend Mm -hmm. like for him to be involved and you'd be like yeah you know what no one has any interest in oh we're good (laughs) sly stone we're good what yeah (laughs) fifth dimension like crazy age of aquarius is like one of the biggest songs ever (laughs) yeah Like the to think like people were just like yeah no we just don't have any interest in this yeah yeah and that it sat around for like like thirty forty years or whatever crazy and no one did anything with it um it's so it's really 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 well done shout out to Quest for doing this it's like it's a piece of history that just kind of was forgotten yeah it's it's it was gorgeous and you know um. I love that uh, this footage got found and then packaged into this film. Um, like you said, it's important, an important historical document. It looks gorgeous. The, the first. Yes. I can't remember. Um, I don't know if it was the uh, Edwin Hawkins singers. I can't remember who the first. Uh, I'm going to watch this shit again. But I can't remember <laughs> who the first act was that, that hit the stage. But dog, the first piece of archival footage that I saw I was I was like looking at the screen. It looked so clear. It looked yes, like it was yeah, new. Yeah. 
I was like, yeah. fuck. Because you know, I usually see archival footage and stuff, especially stuff from the 60s. It might look a little grainy about, you know, yeah, little, yeah, little yeah. whatever, texture, the, the visual image. That shit looks so precise. My my eye and my mind kind of had to reconcile that I was looking at something that was shot in the 1960s. And it's so crazy, too, because it's shot on film. It film degrades. Yes. So, like... You know, and it probably wasn't stored great. Like, you know, because it was kind of just like thrown. It was like kind of just lost to history and kind of discarded. So, like, we're so lucky to have it even like just to be seen. Yeah. Because it like we could have lost it forever. Right. Easy. And like Easy. for Yeah. For it to be so good. And like, you know, 60s, like late 60s, early 70s, like the color palette is like you know what i mean because it's right in that late 60s early 70s color palette so like the colors are like really vibrant and bright yeah yeah like they pop and it's it's so good man like like you said like i couldn't recommend it enough if you have not watched the uh summer of soul on hulu like everybody got hulu or somebody you know somebody who do get their password get that password yeah and watch that joint man because it is it's such a good it's such a good show, uh, well, such a good movie, and not crazy long either. It's like an hour and a half. Like I legit was like, oh wow, it's it's it's, it's over already. Yeah. Like I, I was I was I was locked in for like another half easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And get in and get out. Yeah, it's really good, man. Really, really good, and like you get to see some stuff that you, you just wouldn't have been able to see otherwise, and just a great mixture of artists as well. Right. Um, and Chambers Brothers are in it. Yeah. They, yeah. they kind of like all over the place musically. Yeah. And, and there's like, you know, great mix of like gospel as well, like mm-hmm. with secular music. Like, um, really, really, it's, uh, it, it's such a, it's such an amazing project. And like, I'm so happy we got a chance to experience it because it's great. Yeah. Definitely. Flat out. Flat out. Um, I think we can transition to uh, what we're listening to for this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you check out anything new? I did. Uh, Supreme is the artist, and his album Love Jones is crazy. Um, lyrically, super sharp, super on point. You know, he don't really sound like the the only close parallel I would say is maybe Sky Zoo. But he still he has like a little more uh, a little different kind of energy, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Lyrically, um, the production is crazy all over. A lot of it, uh, really soulful, you know, like groovy production. The songs are well put together. This shit is like really dope, and it was like a pleasant, pleasant surprise um, to to hear this joint. I did, I wasn't aware of this brother beforehand, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like to hear this, it's like a fully fleshed out project and i'm like damn like what i'm excited to hear like what he does next yeah absolutely yeah absolutely um i, I gotta check that out is it is it on bandcamp it is on bandcamp that where it was? Yeah, yeah, okay yeah. It is okay on yeah i'm gonna check it out i'm gonna check it out um i checked out a couple their um singles not not albums but um uh is it brent was it brent fayez fayez think, that's yeah. how you say it yeah brent fayez um he has this new single called uh wasting time with drake that's produced by the neptunes Hmm. and it's so good 
Yeah. So good. If you yeah. don't know who the artist is, he's the one who's singing on the the single The Crew, a single crew yeah. that was like fucking gigantic a couple years ago. <laughs> Biggest fucking song. Yeah. In the world. I still like oh God, I still love that joint. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but this is really dope. It's got a super summer vibe to it. Mm. Like I I really dig it. Um I think it's gonna be really big this summer. Um but also so Nas had a song. Well, it was kind of like a freestyle. It was like a sh- like a snippet of a song mm-hmm. um, that I first heard on a J Love Nas mixtape. Yeah, that's where I originally heard it. J Love had- Life is like. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say J Love had all the uh, the unreleased joints and yes. all the yes. demos and shit you never heard. He had all of the shit. Yeah, because there's a there was another song he had with like Biz on the hook, and uh, uh, shout out to Biz, uh, get well yeah, yeah. soon. Um, but Biz, it was a Nas joint with Biz on the hook mm. that I've never heard since. Yeah. Like I don't even remember the name of it to like even try to find it. I'm sure it's probably on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. Um, but this song, Life Is Like a Dice Game. Uh, you could definitely tell like part of it's written originally like you can listen to it and then like part of it was like kind of Nas like freestyling mm-hmm. toward the end it, even to the point where he says like yo once I finish this joint it's gonna be amazing and some shit like that yeah. well um, I'm not sure why but like um, apparently like Hit Boy like recreated the beat mm-hmm. and they grabbed uh, Cordy and um, Freddie Gibbs and had Nas finish his verse on it. Yeah. And phew, this shit is a banger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I saw some uh, cats. I think it's, I, yeah, I saw some cats who were kind of like, oh, no, you know, why they, why they redoing it? Like, all right, nigga, like, <laughs> it's a fucking hot song. Like, let them, let them redo yeah. it and put out another version. And, like, on top of the fact that, like, this is, like, it, it, so essentially it's like, it's like a remix, essentially. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because you're getting Freddie Gibbs and Cordy on it. Like, they weren't on that original version, like, from fucking 25 years ago right, or whatever. Right. Um, but, yeah, I love it, man. It, the beat is super dope. And I honestly, and Nas, like, kills this mm-hmm. joint. I'm um, like, he, like, combines, like, the original verse he had with some more stuff. And, like, he's murdering the joint. So I really do hope he continues to work with, like, Hit Boy. I was going to say, their chemistry is is on point. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I really hope he does continue to work with Hit Boy. And like, of course, Freddie Gibbs kills it because Freddie Gibbs kills like everything he gets on. Mm-hmm. Um, Cordy kills it too. Like, he's crazy on this joint. Like, he said, like, one point, he's like, I was born the same year that Illmatic. Oh, no, say I was born the same year it was written, came out. Like, he's mm-hmm. killing the joint. Yeah. Um, so I, I really, I really like it. Um, I think it's a Spotify original or something like that. So like it's only on Spotify right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll probably end up on other places, but um everybody got some kind of Spotify version. You got your account or you got somebody else's. Right. So go check that joint out. Um Life is like a dice game. It's so fucking dope. Um and also Nas uh they did the twenty fifth anniversary extended edition of uh It Was Written. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they like added because it, it, Silent Murder was not available on streaming uh, before this. Um, and Silent Murder is like one of my favorite Nas songs ever. Wasn't Silent Murder on uh, the cassette version? 
It was on the cassette and the LP version, I think. Uh, yeah, because years later, I remember people being like, kind of like discovering Silent Murder. And I'm like, yeah. that song was on the album because I, I had the cassette. So I was like, yeah. that song was on there. It, it, it didn't register with me until I had to think about it. Like, oh, it must not have been on the CD version because they used to do that. Yeah. The CD would have like joints missing. Yeah, because uh, uh, Purple Tape was like that. I think the CD had North Star on it, but the tape didn't. Mm, yeah, that's oh, true. It, they would flip it sometimes because yeah. De La Soul. Yeah, yeah. De La Soul, I think De La Soul is Dead had less songs on the, than the tape. The, the tape had less songs, tape had less songs than, than the, the CD, the CD I mean, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they, they used to. Yeah. yeah, it was weird how they would do that. Um, and because I, I had the CD for it was written, and the linear notes had lyrics in it, and it had the lyrics for Silent Murder, yeah, yeah. but did not have Silent Murder on the actual CD. Crazy. Uh, but like, I knew people who had the tape, so I had heard the song when it came when the when the joint actually dropped. I had actually heard the song, um, but like, it wasn't available on streaming before then. And they also put a a version of Street Dreams on there with an extra verse. Oh, shit. Bert. It's not good. <laughs> Damn. Like, I can listen to it and be like, oh, I yeah. see why Tone and Poe cut this verse out of this song because yeah, yeah. it is not good. Damn. Um, it just, like, Nas really sounds like out of pocket and mm. um, it, it's, I don't know. It's, it's it, I think a big part of it is because he kind of sounds out of pocket on it, so it doesn't feel like it flows. Right. Um, especially with a really like super melodic song in Street Dreams. Mm-hmm. So he's really um, on pocket in that whole record. Yeah. Yo, I was listening. So even before I realized that the the extended edition dropped, I was listening to um, it was written this this past week, and I in my head was like, this might be his best mixed album. Mm, yeah. It like songs flow into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Vocals are real, like clear and present. Chris. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think it's. I honestly think it's his his best mixed album. And really, it may be as much as I love Illmatic. And Illmatic is uh, you know the the golden record of all golden records. Mm-hmm. Lyrically, he may be even crisper on it was written than he was on Illmatic. Oh yeah, I. I can't think of what song we were playing. It was years ago. Me and you were riding around. I don't even know where the fuck we were going. Um, I remember this night. We were going to like a bar, but we were listening to uh, I remember we were listening. To, I forget what bar we were going yeah. to, but we were, we were going to a bar. It clicked in my head. I was like, oh, this was, he, he like absolutely elevated his pen on that record. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, you listen to Take It In Blood and like, He's so fucking sharp and crisp on that joint. Yeah. You're like, I don't know, man. Like this might like I was listening to. I was like, this. It was written doesn't get the love that it deserves, right? Right. And I, I mean, I know Illmatic is a part of that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, but it doesn't get. It's so good. And I know a lot of people like gave him shit because of like it was a little more poppy, um, production wise, yeah. but. But only I mean, slightly. That would be a grinding yeah. record if it came out now. That'd be a grinding yeah. oh, ass yeah. record if if it yeah. came out now. Absolutely. Um, it, it, it's such a great record, man. I, I'm glad they like put out the extended edition. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was written is 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 so so amazing to me. Um, but yeah, uh, 
check out all that stuff, all the music we talked about. Um, I'm definitely gonna check out that Supreme joint. Yeah, hop on Bandcamp, check that out. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but other than that, I think we can start rapping. Uh, hey, we should have probably mentioned this up up top, but we didn't. <laughs> um, we put it's on our socials, but um. Our film, Another Word for Paradise, got to the hip hop festival, uh, hip hop film festival. Yeah. Um, so it's another pat on our own back, but whatever. <laughs> um, sometimes you got to celebrate yourself. And another uh, opportunity for more people to see it. Yes, absolutely. Um, and um, I think it's, you know, a lot of people put a lot of work into this project. Yeah. Um, and I like that people like it's getting some recognition from from outside sources to be like, hey, this is a really great project, yeah. and um, like it's getting some some more views, and that's it's a beautiful thing. And like we're really like grateful and humble for the opportunity to be in this film festival, as long with the um, the uh, first time filmmakers festival that we're in. Um, and uh, I'm just really proud of the project, and and, and I'm. I'm so happy that folks are getting an opportunity to see it. Um, that being said, uh, you can check out our Vivo channel where we put up videos every week. Um, uh, just go to YouTube and search Serious Rap Shit Vivo. It's all right there. Um, we also have a website, SeriousRapShit.com, mm-hmm. where our merchandise is. And you can go there, purchase mugs or hats or... Uh, t-shirts or hoodies um, you can find that all linked on our social media at Serious Rap Shit on Instagram and Twitter um, you're John underscore Liberator on Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. um, Indy underscore SRS on Instagram and Twitter you can find us there uh, we have our t-shirts with Incense Trap and Yoga um, you can go support them and uh, you have a Bandcamp page. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Morrison two one five. Bandcamp. Yeah. You, yeah, at Bandcamp you have a bunch of uh uh stuff up there. A few like instrumental albums and remix joints. Um, can check that out. Go support the brother. Um, and other than that, I think we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace. Me and my friend take this fat, 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 fat